0: My name is Jacob, and welcome to episode 21 of the Folk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we can finally drink as a podcast. I'm so proud of us. We're 21 episodes old. It's amazing. I want to order a nice, crisp, yingling light. Um, so speaking of yingling light, we have something that's the complete opposite of that and is the smooth sound of Heath's voice. So we have a good a friend of our community, um, Heath, who's been uh, coming to gatherings since midsummer, uh, but me and him have been talking well, well over a year now, I feel like, at this point. Oh, so. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Heath, just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone who doesn't know you um, a little bit about your journey so far.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Heath, uh, Robin underscore Ager on Instagram. Uh, Go ahead and do that plug. Um, Yeah, I've been here amongst uh, the wisdom of Odin community since since midsummer. I've been a pagan for a little over a year now. Um, I got started into it. Uh, like most folk, you know, raised Christian, everything like that. Uh, but I always had I was, was rather conflicted with it growing up lifestyle things that didn't make sense. Um, eventually I got to the point where at one point I realized that everybody that I cared about under Christian doctrine was going to go to hell. So I decided I would rather do that than to spend eternity without them, but I needed something to fill that gap and i got drawn in through shintoism uh through my study of uh, the japanese language and the culture and eventually from there i came to norse paganism and have been working on that for over a year it's been a crazy year a very fun year um I had experience with odin experience with the goddess hell i'm not the most knowledgeable pagan out there um i try to help people out when i can but other than that, uh, the main thing that I really do reason we're going to be talking about today is the Chronicles for the Fellowship.
0: So what was your first like, so um, I don't even remember if you, I think you approached me first about it, that you were going to start doing it. Um, so what was your, like your idea behind like, I want to do this? Because it's a lot of work. Like you were oh, yeah. a lot.
1: Um, well, it came to a point. Um, I had a. Uh, trouble uh, with my university uh they accidentally kind of screwed me over at a point and I wound up having to take a whole semester off over it College uh, to me like I'm really into history like history I've always been into it ever since I started getting into mythology as a child. Uh, mythology history uh, there's a whole lot of connection to it so I like I like studying and researching things figuring out how things worked uh, how they used to work uh cultures stuff like that but academically, besides history, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I was sitting there, I was like, well, maybe it couldn't work out, but I was like, but I really wanted to start working on uh, as a historian. And I was sitting there thinking about it. Um, I was like, you know, what could I do? And I was like, whoa, well, I got a whole semester off. Uh, I'm just working. And I wanted to fill that historical aspect of myself. And I thought about it and I was like, wait, there's this perfect thing to record right here in front of me. I was like, I can just take uh, the Herodotus method of, I'm here, I can record what I'm seeing. And that's what really started the Chronicles. So
0: um, for people that don't know, when you say Chronicles, what exactly are you doing as far as like, just kind of like, give us like the summary of what the Chronicles are and what you're trying to achieve with it.
1: The Chronicles is the historical record of, what we call the fellowship movement, uh, the wisdom of Odin community. Uh, Basically the gatherings, uh, it started with Jacob's journey uh, from the creation of the Instagram to the YouTube channel to Osara. Uh, It mostly at this point covers gatherings and it covers big aspects of the discord such as people who are given forms of uh, positions of power for, lack of better terms, decisions that are made that could uh, shape not only the Discord community, but the actual real world aspects of the community.
0: Ian Schurter-Baker, um, you guys got anything to ask about The Chronicles? Because you might know, you know, probably know more, less about this than I do.
2: The one thing I really want to know, what was the first thing, like, other than Jacob's journey that you decided to chronicle I guess, a star probably? probably?
1: Uh, basically, yeah, because it, it went from Jacob starting the Instagram account, um, I actually have my little copy of it right here yeah you have That's a handwritten and a typed copy like version don't you yeah i have the uh the typed laptop um and the online uh or this little book here um although with how things are going like i really don't have the time to like handwrite on this one so this is really about to start turning into my notes uh my note-taking book i do have an authentic like um like a early 1900s typewriter that i'm thinking of like i'm just going to type it out on this and send it to ian and he can make a book case for it
0: i think uh did you answer sure what was the first thing you actually recorded or the first thing um
1: record yeah uh the first thing uh recorded outside of jacob specific and uh like the instagram and the youtube would have been all star yes
3: have you um have you done anything like this before, like, before I was a or anything like that? Have you, like, chronicled or, or kind of kept track of things, like, previously, almost like a journal, of, in a sense, like, with just normal life kind of things of your own, almost like a, an autobiography kind of a situation?
1: Yeah, I had um, I had a journal that I used to uh, keep up with, along like, many years ago. Uh, sadly, I lost that to a house fire, so you don't get to know what I actually written in it, but um a worthy gift that. for the gods itself <laughs> well if they like that i'm sure they enjoyed the free house um yeah i used to do that and my dad had a um a, one of those big old family bibles uh he got one for me and my sister and it had to the best of his knowledge uh it started tracing our back our family history uh so that was kind of like that was a little bit of something to go off of um But no, but really something like to this level, this is the first thing
3: I've ever really done. Yeah, I was gonna say to like, to willingly take on such, honestly, like a daunting task. I feel like it's one of those things where you have to be that type of person that is definitely willing to write down a lot of things. Like either you, obviously like with this the community that you experience, or you've already done it with like journals. So like for myself, like I have a a ton of different journals. I constantly buy journals, whether it's by look or it's because I want it. Uh, or I need it for something. But I always find, uh, depending on what I use it for, specifically if it's like just a normal daily journal kind of thing for myself, I find it Mm. very difficult to stay consistent with writing things like this. Uh, So yeah, to, to have, to do what you're doing is definitely, it's impressive. And I can tell you right now, I don't think that I would honestly have the patience or the fortitude to keep up with it because I can barely do it with my own stuff, let alone an entire community's worth of, of history basically. Oh
1: yeah, um, it, it, it's definitely hard. It um, takes a lot of screenshots right now. Um, And then after that, uh, like the gatherings themselves, like the fall gathering was really uh, one of the roughest points, which technically I have all the notes. I still have to write the history of the fall gathering. I have almost everything past it written, but still got to come back to that. But yeah, that's the the good thing about uh, history though, is that it's a little different from writing your own personal journal because you don't have to like keep up with it every day, as long as you take notes and can remember. because there's some things like some of the stuff that I have currently in the Chronicles, a lot of it uh, that it hasn't been released yet is due to the fact that like I'm still waiting to see how it pans out. Uh, cause like uh you know, stuff in the the recent Chronicles that I did release, I was like, ah, I should have uh waited just a couple more weeks on that, I had a little tidbit uh uh to throw in there. So I was like, uh So, I I love uh, that aspect of it that it is like it is busy work to like try to keep it all in order, but it's always changing. And I love that aspect of it.
3: Now, I know you've kind of talked to the majority of us about like your end goal for what you want with these chronicles, especially like getting it into like a big binding, like a big actual book that's binded up in a nice, uh, you know, cover and everything like that. But just, uh, I guess, for the rest of everybody that's listening, what is like the ultimate end goal that you would like for this? chronicle that you are currently working on.
1: Oh shoot. Well, let's see and go. Hopefully by the time I'm dead, there's somebody else to keep it going. Um, I want to get the main thing going. Like when the hall is built, I want the main copy to go right in that hall. So everybody, no matter where they're from, they can come, they can go straight in there. They can open that book and see the whole story written out for them. And then I want to break that down even further. And start traveling from uh, region to region and start recording the uh, specific region histories of uh, the community. I think it's also important to note um, that you record everything. Like
0: you don't just record the good or the bad. Like you could record literally everything. You record the good and the bad. Um, and I think mm. that's you know, one of the most important aspects of this is we're not you're not trying to fluff it, you're not trying to fluff and make the, the community look better. Cause I mean, well, in a way, you show what we struggle with, you know, so we show what we've overcome. And I think that's really what we need to see. Because I know, like in the English Chronicles, you know, the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles. Um, You know, most of the time it didn't really record anything besides like just straight facts. And I think that's what you're trying to achieve with this as well,
1: is you're not trying to fluff Mm -hmm. it up. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to make sure that the more the actual importance of what happened goes into the book instead of minute details, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. The 21st of March, 2020, at a house rented through Airbnb, the Ostara gathering took place in the state of Kentucky. Nine gathered together to worship the gods. The nine are as follows. Jacob, Casey, Tara, Mary Grace, Logan, Caleb Baker, Cody, Rocky, and Emily. They screamed to the skies so the gods might hear them. They explored the forest, drank and feasted together at the long table and Caleb even performed hand-poked tattoos on each of the other attendants, binding them together. These nine became the fellowship and the first set of officials that began helping guide the movement. So that's a little bit, that's a little tidbit there for you. Well,
0: and I also wanted people to hear your smoothest jazz voice as you read things, because (laughs) I feel like that's also something you've become known for as a storyteller at gatherings. I I mean, every gathering at this point, you've read something from the Poetic Editor, right? As like a full story.
1: Yeah, I've read at least, uh, yeah, I've read one for the fall, and I didn't read uh, the stories like I uh, normally do for Yule because uh, I just really didn't feel it. But I did; they did get me reading um, uh, the poetic of like Jackson Crawford.
0: Oh yeah, what are you being called now? Like the dollar store version of Jackson Crawford, or discount
3: Crawford? Uh, d- discount Crawford, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: no, yeah like that's right. can...
3: Oh, go ahead. I say that's right. I, I I almost forgot that. Yeah, you do. From what I remember. At the gathers you've gone to, you do a lot of like, you do your own readings. I remember that being a thing, specifically at the Fall Gathering. Mm. Like what you did, I believe two readings, correct? Cause I think I missed the first one and I caught the second one, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Let's see, cause did I do two? Cause I know I did the first one. Cause that was the one where I was like, ah, somebody has fallen asleep. It turns out they were just drunk, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I actually did two or not. Um, cause I know one night I didn't get to it. And then uh, for the last night, um, I was in there, but everybody was like really caught up in the moment of uh, like pre bloat. Uh, so I was like, eh, and I got a pack. Uh, I was like, eh, next time.
0: I think um, I really enjoy having you at gatherings because I feel like I always have a good Heath story at the end. And I will never <laughs> forget at, um, well, first off, like I need someone to, t- I either need you. Or, like, I think you're the only person that would know it besides me is the story from the Yule gathering about you and your cigarettes.
1: Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I just remember at the fall gathering, like, at one point, I think it was, like, 2 in the morning. Like, I was just walking mm. upstairs. And then, like, I don't know if you were just really drunk or tired or what. And I turned. I'm like, oh, hey, Heath, how's it going? And he looked at me. You were just like, hmm. Mm. and then like walked away <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what's happened
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i had been awake for like 24 hours at that point <laughs> you
0: were in a different in
1: existence I'd... oh yeah i was sitting there talking with uh dylan and baker but yeah um yeah borden from the southern region he can tell the cigarette story pretty well i still have like his voice telling that story stuck in my head all the time now
0: well you still gotta you know? tell it <laughs> all right
1: so here we go um, kick back and relax ladies and gentlemen okay so uh from my understanding uh because apparently i have yet to learn that meat alcohol and hot tubs do not mix well uh at some point i'm by the fire we're all hanging there and i goes like mikey mikey come here come here He comes in, he gets close like grab him side of the head pull him close go upstairs to the top bedroom on the top bunk you will find my pants. In those pants is a set of keys. Over there on that hill is a car. Take the keys. Go to the car and bring me my goddamn cigarettes. Oh, I was dying when I heard
3: that story. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh, I'm a yeah. upset that this is the first time I've heard this story. <laughs> oh yeah, they they uh
1: they are like uh they they made a running joke. They're like ah quest giver Heath. Uh, they're like, you must give orders in this format from now on. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're like you had like a
1: big yellow like exclamation point above your head, ready for mm. request. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used that same pattern on Mikey. I was like, all right, we need dishes cleaned. Come here, Mikey, come here.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to get you the Skyrim icon, and then you're going to carry it with you. <laughs>
0: so, uh, before you see it on Instagram, I want you to see it here first.
3: I drew Heath as he was talking. Okay, there's a part of me that always forgets that... <laughs> you were an I'm art tall. student yeah. yeah and so for those obviously who are not saying this this is a very well drawn like pen and was that was you using a pen yeah just just a pen yeah just a <laughs> pen drawing and it looks like something that was printed on that piece of paper it blows my mind and i always forget that i just don't have time to i just don't have time to do art
2: hey ian just <laughs> imagine said odin, it was braggy in the art we would get from jacob granted there probably wouldn't be a wisdom of <laughs> odin but the artwork right
0: i could start like an essay called the artwork of braggy or something that'd be interesting
2: there um, you go new ideas right there
0: one thing so i guess i don't know if this is more of a discussion but just like a really just a message of importance so the reason we're doing these chronicles in the first place and i feel like it, it has become such an important thing is looking back and realizing how important the sagas were, but also how much information we have lost from things not being recorded. Mm. So like you look back and you see the stories of the heroes and then like the Icelandic sagas of the kings and the people that live there. And those are really important and give us a lot of information. But at the same time, there is so, I mean, Iceland was really one of the only countries that did that. You know, Norway and Sweden were not very good at that. Now they did have like the scalds that would sing stories, but don't, didn't necessarily write down those stories in a, in a preservable way. And so to have someone that just records this information that way, you know, 80 years from now, you know, hopefully if the wisdom of Odin is still around, or at least what we have started, you know, people can look back and see where it began, see how it started with nine people and then started working its way up to all of a sudden we had 52 at Yule and we've had, we're going to have four or five total Yule gatherings. Like that's crazy. And it's, I think it's really important for people to read that um, and be able to look back. So it, it's not even necessarily something we do for ourselves, but something we do for the generation that comes after us. Um, And I think that's a really honorable thing that we need to keep going. And I hope more people begin picking up that. I mean, it's just like journaling.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, It is one of the things, um, because it is a fact, like when you uh, read the Chronicles, when you come to the gathering portions, I still try to keep, preserve the sacredness of the gatherings, of the bloats, uh, like specific things said, Uh, is not included but the general of what we do so that way if worse worst case scenario and this is the only thing around for like a fledgling young pagan who's dipping his toes into the old ways he can take that and use it to start his own thing and not be as lost as we were when we started
3: that's actually a really good a good point um I, I I made a very similar comment. Um, I had a discussion with an individual who was very curious about um, the way that the faith works, and they asked me, you know, like, how do we how do we really do things without a a like a set book, like without a a Bible, so to speak? Um, and I told them, like, it, you know, a lot of it. There are some things that are written down that we can go off of, but a lot of it is through the personal experiences through others that have been in the faith for, you know, practice it for a, a certain amount of time that people can, you know, for the lack of better words, like trust what they are saying to be relatively accurate or, or, uh, have some sort of truth behind it. So, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, like what you were saying, having something where it's not so much the words that are said, but the, the process, the, the actual like act of the ritual and stuff like that, the more the physical aspect of it and like the mechanical part of it, uh, so mm-hmm. to speak, is documented. Because and that gives us a good, that gives the future generations a good place to look at as far as how to do things. Because that's the one thing that I I mentioned to this individual was, I wish that we had more of a of a book a set book on like the ritual aspect of it, the more the physical mechanical part of putting Mm. on like rituals and ceremonies like you know i know there's some things that are that are written down from people but at the same time there's so many different um ways of doing things i feel like that would be impossible but it would be nice not so much the 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 personal worship or spiritual aspect of it but like the actual physical mechanical parts of like you know if i'm going to put on this ritual like for a particular deity whether it's like an odin's bloat or like the fire rituals which have become a very popular thing with of our gatherings like this is the general uh consensus and 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 practice that we have done and what we have uh you know carried forth from one gathering to another i think that is definitely a very important thing going into the future with this
1: mm. yeah it's definitely one of the things um it's like one of the things when i first started uh, my pagan journey and i was looking into like what is a bloat uh, I came across a video uh, I think you've seen it Ian and I'm sure most of you have uh, they had a bloat uh, 2014 I think over in Iceland where like you saw the woman like go through this whole maze uh, give the offering and then like walk through the whole maze of the way out I was like now that could be something that was done you know thousands of years ago but we have no idea because it's not written down. And since it's not written down, we have no idea if that's how they actually did it. Um, So I do kind of want to make sure that, worst case scenario, people can look to the Chronicles and have something like that. Be like, draw a fancy maze and go through it. Worked well for us. (laughs) Well, and
0: it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like if we did that in a gathering where we built like this maze... And like had people do that. Some people look at us and be like, "You're weird. Why are you doing it like that?" Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that the Icelandic people are doing it, and it's like they're probably doing it because they've been doing it that way for a very long time, and it's something that's passed down. And so, I, and I was just reading a book on like Native American like traditions that are still passed down now, and it's talking about how um, I believe it's the Shawnee have a um, like face paint they pass down between the uh, the father and the son. I could be wrong in the trap, I apologize if I am, but Um, that's still the idea of like, you're this, you know, face paint is passed down from male heir to male heir. And so that goes back hundreds of years. Like, yeah, that's not written down anywhere. That is something that is passed down. And so we are in a very awkward position as American pagans, because we ourselves are trying, are the first generation, so to speak. I mean, maybe you could argue the second generation, but still we're trying to come up with these traditions while being informed from the past on them. But at the same time, we have to kind of create these things ourselves, and it's a very daunting task.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually something that I've been thinking about uh, a good bit lately because, uh, you know, like for the gatherings, I make my own ritual garb. Uh, uh, Eden, uh, who was there at Midsummer, uh, is a basically a historical costume designer. Uh, a lot of her stuff comes from historical work, and like she sent me videos of people who are more knowledgeable of the old Norse garb and talk about like, you know, beard beads. They're like beard beads. We have no idea if that's a thing we found beads, but we also found thousands of other beads, Norse liked beads. And it came to this thing where he's like, hairstyles, like, uh, you know how uh baker's hair is right now. He's like, we have no idea if that was an old Norse hairstyle it looks cool, all this stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's important for us to know historical things but at the same time uh in the words of Ragnar Lothbrok from the viking show don't look back we're not going that way sometimes you have to adjust things that work for you
3: yeah and kind of like what jacob was saying we are in like a in a weird position ourselves as this, as a community or like, like what you want to say like a second generation or first generation however you want to argue it of um, those in the United States that are bringing this this faith back. Like, we are that awkward stumbling stage of figuring out, you know, like, this is what for us, this is what didn't work for us, you know. And obviously, we've taken a lot of, of stuff from those who have still been practicing this, whether it's from, you know, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Scandinavian uh, countries. Uh, but yeah, like, what we are doing is definitely making it a lot easier for future generations, especially people like you, Heath, who are writing down these things and, uh, you know, keeping track. And I mean, I'm sure Jacob probably has like a ritual playbook, so to speak, somewhere written down. I don't think you do this kind of. Yeah, I figured as much because like, I mean, uh, that I myself kind of do something with the gathering that I put on. I'm like, granted, I'm only put on one, but I have looked at how I did rituals. I've looked at how Jacob has done stuff in previous gatherings and things like that. And then obviously I've taken my own part of it and made it obviously my own for that particular group or that particular uh, bloat that I was doing. And, you know, I have written down things to see obviously what worked, what felt right, what didn't feel right, what I would change, what I would keep. And it's things like that. I think that we, we as the, the uh, uh, pathfinders, I guess, for lack of better terms, for this, this faith, I, I think it's very important for us to do so that it is, in the end, easier for the next generation. So they're not necessarily as lost as we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, already look at how
0: many books have been published in the last 10 years on the subject. I mean, there are so many more books now than there was in 2010. And, you know, if people don't want to give credit to the Viking CV show, that's fine. But you really do see... A switch, whereas before then you have very little content or very selective content on paganism. And now, in the last 10 years, like the amount of people writing books on the subject, whether educated or not, is amazing. It's so good to see.
1: Mm.
0: So, update on the drawing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs>
1: very nice. Very accurate.
0: 100
2: um, percent you're actually me with that drawing man i try i try so hard on my tattoo you just do that while we're
1: talking
2: also, <laughs> sorry, sorry i've been quiet i'm driving yeah no you're, you're fine brother what i what i was going to add to it you know I, Jacob, where you're talking about how many more uh like access to vikings from media to books to just things in general is also a shift in the dynamic of spirituality where we are doing things different than our forefathers so to speak the age of christianity is at an end like there's not that many people going to church and if they're going to church they're still seeking more and like the spirituality is churning and, and like we feel these old powers beginning to wake and so they're seeking out these things and because there's no written documentation on how they did this stuff this is why it's important for Heath and other people to chronicalize our modern saga. You say this all the time, Jacob, and uh, with Jason and so many other people making poems, writing their stories, telling what they do with the gatherings and the rituals and everything. This is what's going to be important for the future of Norse paganism itself and how it's going to survive. It's, it's not, I it don't have the luxury of Hellenistic paganism or uh, the Egyptian Uh, Paganism where they actually their documentation has survived throughout the ages, and you can go and look and read how they did all their rituals and how they prepare their uh, bloats and everything else, whereas this isn't it was so orally passed down and we are making the modern. uh, Saga we are making these substitutions to help benefit the future generations
3: yeah and a, and a convenient thing too with like our day and age obviously with things like youtube obviously we have there are tons of people obviously jacob included um you have uh zach for the speaker wisdom and you know anthony who we've had on here like and just you know the last episode that we recorded with you, like we have tons and tons of people that are essentially doing a modern chronicalization of their journey of you know uh of the faith of the practice of you know blows rituals ceremonies all sorts of different things and even that in and of itself is like a form of, of chronicling obviously it's not necessarily a more traditional way like heath is doing it with like writing and typing things up but it is still like good way because you know 10 years from now you know who knows how many other individuals, whether it's from our community or just from abroad that decide that they're going to do a YouTube video. And then you have all these different collective, um, uh, ideas and, and personal experiences that you can meld together and be like, okay, these are the similarities, here's some of the differences, but you can take all those similarities and, and stick with those where It's, it's, it just makes it a little bit easier to kind of keep track of everything.
0: Um, So one thing I actually, um, you did bring up is me having like a ritual book. Um, so this is actually something I've been working on a little bit. Um, I want to start recording, not necessarily in the Chronicles, but I do think it'd be important for us to record what rituals we do do at these gatherings um, and having people like, you know, contribute, whether it's just like a shared document where it's like, oh, hey, Ian, you performed a hell's bloat at the Texas gathering. Fill in why, you know, how you, why you did it, you know, when you did it, what you use. And that way we start having a list. And that way, like, we you know, we had two more fellowship leaders come in today. And we can show them, like, hey, you're putting on these gatherings. Great. Here's a list of all the, you know, the rituals we have performed. You don't necessarily have to do them this way, but at least it can inform you on how we've been doing them. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, weirdly enough, isn't hasn't been recorded as much as we'd like. Um, and obviously, something we are like begging for from the past. I mean, because like the few instances we have of rituals being recorded in the past are like human sacrifices. Like, and obviously,
3: we don't want to do human sacrifices anymore, kids. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's funny that yeah you bring that up because I know like when we were doing the, when we did the episode with the, um, what we did kind of like the, the community, you know, Q and A thing. And it somebody brought up the, um, you know, the question of like funeral stuff. Like I am actually actively like working on something of that nature. And I've never, I haven't really made it public because it is something that I am currently working on. But yeah, like I, I definitely agree, like working on having like that, that, idea of working on these different ceremonies and rituals and the clothes that we put on you know coming from our own experience being the ones that have put it on I definitely agree I think it's important that we should definitely start writing these things down to kind of pass on to each other for whenever we do have these these gatherings so that way you know uh we have a a platform to do our own rituals on and like like you said it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same but like hey here's the basic idea of how I did it, why I did it, and you know the the intent behind it. I definitely think it's something we should definitely take away from this conversation moving into the future. So,
0: um, far as your personal experience into the faith, is there anything that you're trying to work on this coming year, Heath? As um, I mean, you know, I know a lot of us are thinking about, you know, hey. This last year, you know, obviously it was kind of a dark time for a lot of people, and we're moving into another one. So it's like, is there anything you're trying to pick up this coming year um, to to improve your to improve your own ritual
1: practice? Yes, I'm uh, I'm continue uh, continuing my study of uh, trance work. I've recently trying to get into um, uh, realm traveling, uh, for like a bad word, uh, maybe uh, astral projection something along those lines. Um, I'm trying to get more connected with uh, Land the Theater. Uh, I do have a little bit of experience from the past year, but how life's been going, I haven't been able to like really get out there as much as I would have liked uh, in the last couple of months. So I'm wanting to like really step that back up and get into it with the coming year.
0: Well, while we're at it, gentlemen, what are, what are you trying to work on this year? Ian, Sure, what you guys got? What, what are we trying to do in 2021? Uh, for me, personally,
3: I am, uh, I want to do more ancestral work. It's something that uh, um, I definitely lack <laughs> in doing. Um, I've definitely done a lot more of the uh with the say stuff i know it actually like ancestral work kind of ties into that um that's what i've been mainly focusing on this year but it's def- that that would be my main goal is ancestral work and you know everybody uh for a lot of people don't know like i i come from like the, the scandinavian dis- like descent blah, blah blah whatever that's not why i'm here but i feel like it would help with me doing some sort of ancestral work having ancestors that primarily came from Norway to potentially, I don't know, maybe find some answers that might help other people, who knows. But that's my main thing is ancestral work for this upcoming year.
2: For me, what I want to do is more recent, Um, coming up with spring upon the horizon now in January, I want to put on, not like a gathering, but I want to redo an ancient Greek thing for Dionysia, I think is the festival's name. And for Dionysus, i like to kind of bring in the screen. And that's what I'm kind of looking and working toward for myself.
0: Well, gentlemen, do we have any uh, last minute questions for Heath? Otherwise, we can probably go ahead and start wrapping up this video. I feel like we have talked about kind of what we want to talk about. Or Heath, if you got words of wisdom for people, we can share that with everyone.
1: There was something I was thinking about earlier, but that train has left the station.
0: (laughs) And already made his way to Yuma.
1: I say if y'all got anything else, I might remember in a second.
2: I mean, as far as my question stuff go up. Heath, I think you're doing a good job chronicling. chronically. Uh, get ready, I guess, to travel the world, because as we know, the Wisdom Loden is growing like crazy. Wisdom Loden is going these,
0: international.
2: Yeah, you want to go to all these different regions. Uh, do you have any plans to go to any of the other region gatherings that are coming up?
1: Uh, sadly, not at this time. It's just not in the budget for me. Um, especially time-wise. Uh, my boss and everything, they're very good about giving me the time off to go to the main gatherings that I do go to uh but I try to not abuse that too much uh especially like uh recent work stuff uh don't have to go into that though but yeah um right now uh getting ready to start talking about uh actually in a couple of hours we're going to start talking about Ostara for the southern region very excited about that got a couple of ideas um but other than you that... You guys don't want
0: any break? Gosh, you guys just got done with your Yule gathering, no, All right? I like... I start?
1: Oh, no, I am... We got to be well-planned in advance. That's how I am.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of how... um, You want to talk about your experience at your Georgia Yule, because you're actually the first person we've had on here that uh, attended it, so how, how was that experience for you?
1: It was very good. Um, obviously, besides, you know, bring me my goddamn cigarettes. Um, other than that... It was very good. It was nice to get to meet all these new people because besides uh, Ben from Oaks and Oats and uh, Amanda, uh, those two were the only ones that I went actually knowing in advance. Everybody else there, which was a total of like 15, maybe 16, uh, everybody else was a complete stranger to me, never met before. And I love the fact that once we got there, it still had that same family feeling that I've experienced at every other gathering beforehand.
0: Yeah, that's something um, I was like. The thing I think I was most impressed about by the 52 people we had at the Kentucky. Well, it was like, how are these people still getting along? Like, how have we not had like an ex- like traumatic experience where someone's just like, I completely hate that person over there? I'm like, <laughs> this is just amazing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I've always been impressed by the the atmosphere that the the gatherings generates. Uh, that specific community bond
0: uh, well um if we don't have anything else for heath we'll go ahead and start closing out this episode um so everyone oh actually heath go ahead and say goodbye one last time uh tell everyone where to find you again give that shameless plug uh and any last minute advice you <laughs> have for the beautiful people out there
1: all right um thanks everybody uh thanks for having me on you can find me on instagram at robin and words of wisdom i don't know i guess you have to read the next chronicle <laughs>
0: Um, so one thing I was gonna ask: Are people gonna be able to read these like at any point where you know they could pick it up? Like you can just contact with one of the, one of our fellowship leaders and be like, "Hey, can we see the chronicles?" Like, like what do you, what is your plans for that? As far as like a release in the foreseeable future.
1: I've actually put a lot of thought into that. Um, I'm still kind of working it because I do want it to eventually get uh, public. I mean, even if it got to the point of being on bookshelves and stores, uh, maybe use that to like help fund the hall or something like that. Um, but I do want to get to the point where people don't actually have to go to the main hall to read it. Uh, right now, it's currently in the Discord, in the library chat, for those of you who want to join the community, start working on that, uh, but until then, because um, right now, mm, I think I want to go at least two years in before I start thinking about like a physical copy, and other than that, uh, still, still workshopping it. So one thing I was actually
0: just thinking, you know, on the lines of like the ritual book as well, it would be interesting if we combine the chronicles with the ritual book, like, and then had them in one edition that people could buy that way they can see, oh, what's, you know, where did the wisdom of Odin come from? And also what rituals do they perform at what gatherings and stuff that would be Mm kind of interesting. And I feel like that would give people more incentive to to take a look at it because I I would assume most people probably just don't want to just like read a history book for the most part. At least not a long, you know, a short one like ours so far.
1: That's fair. Uh, it's definitely something because uh, yeah, as soon as uh, Ian started talking about it, I was like, the possibilities. Um, yeah, you know me; I'm always willing to start writing more things and uh, start writing them down there. But yeah, definitely, it's definitely a good idea. Um, it definitely would add a bit more incentive to it. I don't know. It really comes down to um, I don't know. So, still, so, uh, it's still more knowledge more more specific details i love that as a historian but also at the same time i was like sacredness of a bloat i mm. do oh, no. uh it's there's something that, I'll have there's to that, exact noise,
0: that exact noise that exact hmm that's what i heard that one drunken mm. night so you must have been in deep in thought
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh well Keep i thinking, think thinking turn the cape man uh,
2: no, yeah. no knowing he he probably was deep in thought and lost at the same mm. time
0: mm. <laughs> that, no probably, the double yeah. home it means he mm. had an idea and then lost it on the second mm.
2: <laughs> that's, that's what it is yeah well,
0: yeah. well what, what, what a perfect way to end an episode so we'll go ahead and close out here he thank you again for joining us baker thank you for joining us in the car um don't let jesus take the wheel he won't uh, don't trust him um
2: I got signal again <laughs> well it's I about
0: time thing. Yeah. For real. <laughs> and you came in to use a cuss word sorry i just have to bleep you out i see how it is <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make You're it like, i yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's one thing I got to do. It's make Jacob use the sensor to beep, um, which I hope people find hilarious, because I do. All right, Baker, silence your face. All right, well, everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode, 21st episode of the Folk Podcast. Please open up a crispy, angling light and take a drink with us tonight as we celebrate 21 episodes. So everyone, oh, if you want to be on the Folk Podcast, please email us at thefolkpodcast.gmail.com at or if you have a topic you want us to talk about, please email us at thefolkpodcast.com. Otherwise, until the haul. it's gone.
1: Let's, go. Let's go.